Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. It is our 99th episode of the podcast. What a time to be alive. My name is Luke Chaconis. I'm one half of the Unemployed Guys, and I am joined, as always, by my best pal, my co-host. He is a huge movie buff, and he's about to prove it tonight, Sean Allen Young. How are you, Shawnee? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the movie episode mm-hmm. get there I, I love movies yes i love them mm-hmm. i i've won every trivia we've done show that Keep it we've going. done power and, through it and now we're gonna give you our top 10 favorite movies of all time starting with number 10 dunston checks in oh i'm sorry did i just spoil your number 10 it was actually in my honorable mentions. So. I apologize. I am a real bastard. Sean, also joining us this week. They'll also be joining us next week for our 100th episode are our good pals, Tom Souls, Tommy Salami, our podcast wrangler. How are you, Tom? Hello. I am excellent. Thank you. Awesome. And also joining us this week back on the show. Been a few weeks since we talked about some Liam Neeson movies with him. Anthony Curlot, Mr. C, is here to also help us gush over some movies here tonight. How are you, Anthony? I am doing well. Very happy to be here. Excellent, excellent to hear. Everyone sounds great, and everyone looks great, too, which is even more important. You guys look beautiful right now. Yeah, we're going to be talking here in just a minute our top ten favorite movies of all time. Uh, I can't speak for the three of yous, but for myself, I can say this was an interesting and somewhat frustrating task to try to do but i think we all did it in a way and now we're gonna see the results so yeah it's gonna be fun talking a lot of movies here today gonna be a good time um i'm switching things right now okay on my list terrific just some last last minute trade-in that is what we call an audible okay uh good good um anybody else have a really difficult time (laughs) (laughs) that was one of my my first questions i wanted to ask you guys before we get into it um i like in general like what did you guys think of this difficult was this was this all your first time doing this i've done this like once but i think i was in high school and that's when i movies like that were on my list then i'm pretty sure like wild hogs and ladder 49 uh so (laughs) i think my list has changed pretty drastically since then uh but yeah what what did you guys think kind of like for the first time doing this hard difficult what what are your thoughts um i tom and i were actually talking before this and i i mean i couldn't my like seven to ten it feels like impossible Mm-hmm. to actually put in here like my top three i'm pretty confident that like that's my top three but everything else it just feels like i could move number four to number eight and be okay yeah. with that mm-hmm. um but yeah tom what you said what did we, what did you say about yeah i think for me like sean my top three is pretty and more specifically my top two were, were like locked in from the very beginning and i i had strong feelings about that and then, like, four and five, you know, like, you know, sort of kind of that way as well, but just on a slightly lower level. But then everything from five, six to, like, you could even go as deep as 20 to 30 and basically interchange a movie and be like, I, I love this movie pretty much just as much as, you know, 
know, from 20 to 5 or 30 to 5 or maybe even 50. It, it, you're literally splitting hairs because there are so many good movies yep. that for me, and I don't, like, have, like, super strong feelings about movies in general. I'm, like, super easy to please, and I just like almost anything that... For me, there's like literally almost no difference between five and fifty. So, does that mean Tom Wild Hogs will make an appearance <laughs> on your top ten? Yeah, I mean, you you already said two of mine: Ladder Forty Nine and Wild Hogs. I mean, Terrific! Fine. I that's why you're the best, Anthony. You and I were texting throughout the week, and we were texting yeah. even before we started recording here a bit. And you said you were having some massive struggles. Uh, I, what were your I, thoughts? I, yeah, I mean, I texted you I think earlier today or yesterday, and I was like, I just wish there was an encyclopedia of all the films that I had ever seen because I there's I'm missing something I know I'm missing something yeah I definitely Um, did was worried about that as well so I like I looked up some movie lists and according to all the lists that I looked it it appears the godfather should be my number one film of all time (laughs) it does not make the list though uh um, but I fortunately oh go ahead Anthony go go ahead I was fortunately like it did bring up some movies as like I totally forgot about that. So I had some last minute things that I wrote down. But yeah, my top two, like Tom said, locked mm-hmm. in. I knew that from the minute we knew that this was gonna be a thing we did, that yeah. I had my top two. Uh three through fifty, I don't know. <laughs> three through a hundred yeah. could just be yeah. like there's so many good things out there. It just mm-hmm. just depends kind of what in the mood you're in and uh, a thing I really look for is rewatchability. And so mm-hmm. uh a lot yeah, of the films that are in my top ten are just films that I've seen a lot of times. Yeah, I think I one sort of thing... went the route of if you put two movies in front of me right now, which one would I rather yes. watch? Yep. And like, so that's how I sort mm. of like split the hairs from nine that's... to ten and eight to nine mm. and seven to eight like that. That's a really good way to do it, Tom. I also did that, and and I think one thing I want to say here too before we get into this is I think it's important to stress two things. One, art is very subjective so with that movies are incredibly subjective so our lists in turn will be very 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 subjective definitely a very opinionated episode here today in terms of what we think is the best and whatnot but also i think that's an important thing too to emphasize these are our favorite movies not necessarily the best movies ever made i'm sure if you looked up all the 40 movies we're about to talk about here I'm sure not all of them have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or whatever rating scale you go off of. Um, I know for myself personally, I've got a good mix of some more like, you know, award stuff. But then also there are some dumb popcorn action flicks in there as well. Uh, So I just think that's important to stress that these are our favorite. They may not necessarily be the best movie by, you know, the AFI Top 100. I can say right now that The Godfather, Citizen Kane, and Gone with the Wind are not going to be anywhere near my top 10. Uh, But, you know, that's just, again, it's subjective to each their own. So I think that's just really important to stress as we're about to get into this, that these are our personal favorites, our opinions, and we would love to hear all of your opinions to our lovely listeners. So please feel free when this episode drops to leave comments on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, shoot us some emails. We'd love to kind of create a dialogue if you'd be down to do that. And I think, you know, movies are fun to talk about, which is why we're going to talk about a lot of them. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important to uh, just remember like people's favorite movies come from different parts of their life, mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, like yours came. Some of yours are gonna come from high school. Some of yours are gonna come from like your favorite movie with your parents. Some of them are gonna come like when you got your first hand job. Like that's <laughs> just like again how, bringing, how up wild hogs. bringing up wild hogs. 
Yeah. Yeah. And ladder forty nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was and more ladder, ladder sixty nine. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> See you next okay. week for the hundredth, my friend. I look forward to it. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a really fun episode. I'll be honest. I think Sean, you and I talked about it last week a little bit. I am more excited to hear your guys' lists than I am to talk about mine. Because I, I, I know what mine are, and that's great, but I'm really curious to see what you guys are about to come up with. So uh, without really dragging this intro on any further, because we got a lot of movies to get through mm-hmm. uh, here tonight. we got a full 40. Let's get to it. The way I want to go through this, we're, we're going we're gonna to go age before beauty. So our oh. batting order is going to be Tom hitting leadoff, Sean, you'll go second, Anthony, your third. I'll take the fourth spot. Um and the way I want to do it, boys, I probably should have said this before we get recording, but hey, we're on the air, so let's just do it now. Let's go 10 through 8, 7 to 5, 4 to 2, and then before you give your number one, Anthony recommended this, and I kind of like this idea, give any honorable mentions that you have before you reveal what your number one is. So again, 10 through 8, 7 to 5, 4 to 2, honorable mentions, your number one. And obviously, we'll go we'll go round robin in between, although I think that kind of goes without saying. But yeah, so... If that sounds good to you guys, I'm ready to get into this thing. It's going to be a good time. I'm ready. I love it. I love it. So, Tom, you're about 700 years old, you dinosaur. At least. At least. That, <laughs> At yeah, that, least. Was, that, was, that was just being friendly. So why don't you go ahead, Tom, and give us your 10 through 8 of your favorite movies of all time. Right. The floor is yours. Right. Okay. Number 10. Um, this was the last movie on the list, obviously, and I actually kind of surprised myself in that whole you know, that process we talked about, like splitting hairs and trying to figure out what, you know, because that last spot, you're like, oh, what really do you think deserves to be the last movie in your top ten? You know, like, that's like a signature number almost, even though it's the last of the top ten. And I kind of surprised myself, and I decided on Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Oh, um, love yeah, it. It's my favorite of the new trilogy by far, and... Uh, I understand that this movie is basically a carbon copy of Star Wars A New Hope, but I don't care. I love everything about it. It's fun. The characters are great. They're interesting. It's it's funny. It's lighthearted, but it's also got gravitas to it. You know, I, I love everything about it. The only knock I would give it is that it kills Han Solo, but <laughs> you could argue that that makes it a better movie. So Tom, Tom, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, please. <laughs> I have yet, I haven't even, I don't even know what Star Wars is. I look, for, I hear good things. Yeah. So that was my number 10. Oh, and um, Tom, I'm sorry, yes? but can I cut you off oh. one real quick? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, right. One rule for our listeners that we kind of put in place before we made this list, and I should have said this during the intro, we made a rule that, as Tom just mentioned, a movie from a franchise, you are more than welcome to do that. However, you cannot just say that your number one favorite thing is the Star Wars franchise or the Iron Man franchise. If you want to say a specific movie from that franchise, that is fine. Also, on your top ten, you can have multiple movies from the same franchise. You cannot just, though, say that one franchise in particular is your number one overall. We, we, we made that rule to kind of break up uh, and get dig a little deeper into this this kind of experiment we're doing. So Tom, sorry about that, but yeah. go ahead. You're so, not, yeah. Well, I mean, Tom so Tom started Tom started with episode 7. The mm-hmm. remaining 9 will be the other 8 episodes <laughs> right. yes. in either Correct. Rogue One or Solo. Yes. Mm-hmm. And an honorable mention to the Christmas special. Yep. Yes, terrific. Okay. Tom back to you. Okay. Uh, number 9, we're delving into the comedies and uh, I have Dumb and Dumber at my number 9. Oh. Uh, 
for the longest time, this has been <laughs> what I think is my funniest movie. That every time I watch it, I laugh constantly. I love it so much. And then at number eight, I have a Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. Nice. Now, part of the reason I love this movie, two two big reasons. One, it takes place during World War II, which is my favorite historical time period to study. I was like a history buff when I was in high school. It was, subject and my favorite things to study were wars and world war ii was my favorite one to study and um and so for there to be a tarantino movie about it i really enjoyed it and for me it's got two of my favorite scenes in all of movie history the opening scene at the farmhouse and the basement bar scene later in the movie i just yep. think they're tremendous scenes and uh yeah that's my number eight tom that was uh a solid 10 through 8 i love that you put force awakens on there because that is Probably next to Revenge of the Sith, I would say. my In there for my favorite Star Wars movies ever. Dumb and Dumber, super solid comedy. I, I had a feeling that would appear on your list. I know how much you love that. And Bastards is awesome. I will say for my list, I do not have any Tarantino movies because I was thinking about that, and I was like, I don't even know what my favorite Tarantino movie is. Every day, it changes. Like, one day it could be Django, then it could be Bastards, and then I still think, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, that movie's on my mind, like a few times a week because I loved it so much. So, But kudos to you for putting Bastards on there because that's awesome. Also, a caveat I will add, my favorite scene in that movie is the bear Jew scene with the bat. Just terrific. Nice. Um, I'm sorry, I uh, I was laughing um, because I was so used to just talking after each one. <laughs> but I did not expect Dumb and Dumber to make it in, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's a great choice. Terrific comedy. Darn it! I now I'm having I have to go through my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, to each their own. That was good stuff, Sean. If you're ready, you're up to bat. All right, number t- ten, Mortal Engines. Number nine, <laughs> Mortal <laughs> Engines. <laughs> number eight, Mortal <laughs> Engines. All right, Anthony, your turn. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. No, let's just keep going. Because I know it's 7 through 1 are going to be as well. So let's just, I'll save it for the 1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number 10, (laughs) for real this time, uh, Dunstan checks in. (laughs) No, number 10, for real this time, Avengers Endgame. Awesome. I love this movie. Also, I just uh, got done watching another uh, watch through. Would you call it a watch through? Yeah. For all of them? Yeah. Yeah. I just went all of them chronological. What else would order. you call it? I don't know. A viewing party? A view a view through? That could work. A a chronological trip through the Marvel universe? Yep, get there. <laughs> um um This actually made me cry. I'm not, I'm I'm not afraid to say that. I don't know what it was this time. Of course, <laughs> Pussy. I know. But of course, uh I think it was also like watching uh, Chadwick Boseman come back too, and like we I watched Black Panther the day after he passed away, um, and so it's been a journey for myself for about the third time through. Great movie. Uh, number nine, Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. We got a Star Wars on here from the originals, only because I don't like it as much as Return of the Jedi. Um, and number eight, The Departed. Nice. Yeah, I had to throw it in there. The movie Uh, rocks. Probably won't be the last time you hear from Leo in this list. 
Ooh, the Great Gatsby. Yep. Sean giving us teasers. Ooh, teasers. <laughs> Is The Empire Strikes Back a bowling movie? Absolutely. What? I'm not going to laugh at that. <laughs> Come on, that was pretty good. Strikes that was back. So dumb. Come on, that was pretty good. Come on, guys. Don't, don't, don't do this to me, guys. Please, I need. Please, guys, guys, hey, hey, guys. Leave, leave the dad jokes to actual dads. Okay, well, that's well, we fair don't point. Know. That's true. That's true. Who knows? Who's this? Who's to say? No, but we do know. Come on, let's get. Come on, let's not. Come on, uh, Sean. I like. I like your. I like your ten through eight. I do. I, these you. are. These. I'm so glad. I don't know if anyone else will have the Departed. Um, but uh, that that's just that movie's awesome, so I love it. It's... Yeah, and I know I know Endgame oh, no, may ahead. get brought up again. I'm not sure. But like your comments on that. There are so many good small moments in that mm-hmm. movie that mm-hmm. get you. Yeah. Um I and for future reference I won't describe every one until the end of eight. Oh. So okay. we can talk through it together. I like that. Instead that's of a... me trying to fill time by myself. Yeah. That works. That works. That works. Okay. Do you have anything else you would like to say <laughs> on that note? Um, so, yeah, my honorable mentions uh, for number 10 through 8. <laughs> Is that how we're doing it? I think you've jumped the gun just a little. That's okay, though. We will, right. We're going to... We're going to come back to those HMs in just a little bit, Sean. Just a little bit. But I am going to, okay. if you have nothing else, I'm going to pass the ball to Anthony. And he can give his 10 through 8. Anthony? Mortal Engines. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Uh, number 10, I have The Babadook. Number oh. 9, A Monster Calls. And number 8, V for Vendetta. Ooh. Discuss. I think you're just Do trying I... to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, one time, when I was in the 8th grade, watched a porno called V for Vagina. <laughs> was that was that your number 8, Anthony, or did I write that down? Hold on, let's see, is that Vagina? Oh, it's Vendetta. Whoops, my mistake. Continue talking. Um, I guess I'll have to talk through them now. The Babadook, uh, we watched together in college. I've watched it several times since then. I think it's just a great horror movie, but just a great movie in general, talking about grief and the grief process and its effect on uh, people, um, any other comments on the Babadook? I don't know how we're best doing this discussion. I guess. No, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's good. I'm this is good. Sort of Go save ahead, my thoughts for later, because I know of the four of us, Anthony is the biggest like horror movie fan of the four, and I didn't necessarily think ahead and be like, oh, he's gonna have some horror movies on his list. So to hear a horror movie make the list is quite interesting, and I think it's because sort this of looking one... forward to see if another one makes. I feel yeah. like this one transcends horror, for me, anyway. I've always viewed this movie as just a really good movie that just happens to be a horror film. Not not the other way around, if that makes okay. any sense. I just enjoy, once it like clicks, of just like the family dynamic and dealing with grief, I, I just think this is an overall great film. Kind of, that those go hand in hand with the monster calls. Very small film that I don't think is very well known at all, and I think it should be. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, just because it's not one of those that I want to just dig up on a Friday evening. Yeah. Um, unless if I hate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's it's just a, it, again a really good movie. Um, visually stunning. The acting is small but great. Great moments in there that make you think. 
Um, I just really enjoy that. And then V for Vendetta, a movie I have seen, obviously, the 5th of November for the fast, past many, many years. I didn't do it this year um, just because of the, the climate of things, how things were in early November. A little um, too real, Anthony? little too real. Point. So I, I didn't watch it this year, but I, it's just got some <laughs> great lines in it, uh, some great fight scenes. I think it's just an enjoyable watch from start to finish. It doesn't really um, hit the brakes at all. I feel like it's very enjoyable. And just the, the scene, I don't know how familiar or if you, you guys have seen it. I watched it with you our senior year at Western. I think you made me watch it. Well, you're welcome. Uh, just like the <laughs> the domino scene when V flicks it and it gets his symbol and just the music and and the the cops like monologue underneath everything that's going on since the world is turning to shit. Uh, that scene just gets me hyped every time. I look forward to it every time I watch it. Spoilers. It's a great movie. I, I, I like it a lot. I've seen it. I... Yeah, I enjoyed V for Vendetta. I enjoyed Babadook. Anthony obviously knew I was going to talk about a Monster Calls. Anthony and I saw this, I think also our senior year in college at Western. And I think we, I went into it at least being like, oh, I don't really know what this movie's all about that much. Liam Neeson kind of looks like Groot, and I think there's like a, a nice story that's going to go along with it. Uh, fast forward about an hour and 50 minutes later into the theater at Seven Bridges in Illinois, and uh, there's Anthony and me just bawling like a couple of babies. Just yeah. a couple of babies. This movie just wrecks me. This yes, is I'm honestly... Getting, getting chills yeah. right now just thinking about it. Because it's been Ugh. years since I've seen it. And it's Ugh. just like, I want to watch it again. It just, it's so good. It's just so good. Just audibly, we were just, it just crushed us. Oh my God. It was just so sad and powerful. And the kid, I think his name was Louis McDougal, I want to say. Something who like pl- that, yeah. Who played the, the young boy in it was so good. He was great. Felicity Jones was awesome in it. Uh, Liam Neeson, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Liam Neeson as as the the, like the tree fable guy was awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's a great movie. Monster Call, super underrated. If you if you are have no clue what we're talking about right now, just go watch a Monster Calls and bring a box of tissues because you're gonna cry. Um, It's great. It's fantastic. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, it's really good. I think it's on HBO. It might be on HBO Max. Yes, but don't well, I don't think. That. Well, uh, on the ro- I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and it says where to watch, and HBO Max is not an option. I'm not saying it's not on HBO Max, but if you pay him two hundred dollars, Liam Neeson will come over and tell you the stories from the movie to your own house. Just got after get... what we did for yeah. him a few weeks ago. He should do that for us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Is, it's true, Liam. Is we... this the prequel to A Giving Tree? <laughs> Yes, Shel Silverstein narrates the whole movie. Interesting. Yes, he does. He does. Hmm. All right, Anthony. I like those. Uh, I like those ten through. Those are very Anthony movies. So I, I very on brand, as the kids say, very on brand. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Nice. Here we well, go, guys. Well, 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 well. Here well. we go with your top ten to eight. Yes. What do we expect from you? Whew. Am I predictable? Am I different? Am I a trendsetter? You're about to find out. My number 10 is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. My number 9 is a little indie film called The Kings of Summer. And my number 8 is the comedy classic, my favorite comedy, You Motorboat and Son of a Bitch, You Old Sailor, You Wedding Crashers. It's my number 8. You guys mentioned when we before we got into doing the list and everything, that a big thing 
that really kind of factored into your rankings was rewatchability. And that also ranked heavily into mine. But I will also add a caveat to that as well. Another factor that was weighing heavily into my list is nostalgia. Uh, It is no secret I am a sucker for some good nostalgia. Anything that can make me feel like I'm back as a kid with family and friends, I am pretty much on board from the get-go. And when I think of movies that make me feel like a kid, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is the first one that comes to mind. I remember seeing that with my grandpa when I was probably first, second, third grade, elementary school for sure, and just being hooked. Um, Love the music. Um, Great score. Love the score. And actually, the first one was not uh, Hans Zimmer. Did you guys know that? Klaus Bolbet. Yes, uh huh. Kla- Kla- is it how how you pronounce his last name, Anthony? I don't know. I think it's Klaus. Klaus, Klaus hold on. I think no, I think you're right. It's uh, Klaus it's Klaus. Yeah, yeah. B a d e l t. He's a German composer, and he did the first Pirates, and then Hans took over from there. Uh, but yeah, the music is great. I love the story. It's a great swashbuckling action film. Phenomenal performance from Johnny Depp. Great uh, supporting performances from Jeffrey Rush, Keira Knightley, Orlando Bloom. I uh, just love Pirates. Anyone who knows me knows I love all these movies, but I think even I can agree. Although I do enjoy 2 and 3 and 5. 4 you can skip. Uh, number 1 is is the, the grand poo-pah, so to speak. It, it is oh, it is I... the best. So um, did, yeah. your, did your grandfather enjoy this? He did. Actually, my grandpa took me to see the first three, I believe. And then maybe that's why I kind of have such strong feelings towards the 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 trill the first trilogy i call because then they kind of took some time off in between four and five uh but yeah i remember i just remember him taking me and loving it and like yeah, we my just, grandma yeah they're just my awesome, grandma man. took my grandma took nate and me and mm-hmm. she fell asleep so oh. <laughs> um, i can't say it was i can't say it was the same experience yes, yes, for us exactly. as it was with you exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that that that's that's great um, and then my number nine, Kings of Summer. I talked about this, I think, back in May when we did our movies that make us think of summer. And this movie definitely is big on nostalgia as well for me because this movie was actually recommended to me uh, by my drama teacher, meant slash mentor, now just friend and listener of the show, Mark, who uh, who he mentored me and taught me all the good things about acting at West Chicago Community High School. And I remember he recommended this movie to me my senior year in high school going into my freshman year at Western. And he's like, it's a small little movie. You should go check it out. It's all about, like, friends and growing up and dealing with girls and your parents and, like, wanting to, like, become a man and, like, just be independent. And the movie's just awesome. Like, it's so awesome. And it's, like, it really is the definition of, like, a small little indie film, but not artsy-fartsy, really. There's a little artsy-fartsy to it, but not to the point where you're, like, feeling like, oh, my God, what am I watching? Uh, Looking at you, First Reformed. But uh, I uh, I love I love Kings of Summer. It's a great comedy, great story, great music. The directing from I think Jordan Vo Roberts is off the charts. It's just a great movie. If you haven't seen Kings of Summer, um, I will uh, never stop talking about. It. It's got a great cover too, where I think it says "Why Live When You Can Rule." It's got a picture of the three kids like jumping into like some like a creek or a river. It's just the best. Kings of Summer is awesome. Um, this have you guys one seen I that? I have not seen. Okay, I have yeah. not seen this. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. It's the bee's knees. Um, you can assume I, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took the two second silence from Sean as he just he went to get a drink. He I figured he, Sean's list was easy because he's only ever seen ten movies ever. Yeah, so, honestly. Yeah, and I, and I yes. think he Wikipedia two of the plot lines, so he's really only seen eight of them. So I I haven't even seen, seen a movie ever. The Departed. I just hear it's good. 
He just went to a cemetery and he was like, I think I get the gist of it. Yeah, it's I like, get it. Oh, Leo's in that one. And mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Terrific. And then rounding out uh, my 10 through 8 at number 8 was Wedding Crashers. My favorite comedy of all time. Uh, Vince Vaughn, in my opinion, his best performance. The chemistry between him and Owen Wilson is fantastic. And although this movie is laugh-out-loud funny and has tremendous rewatchability behind it, I think the comedy also has a lot of heart, too, because at the core, there is a really good love story in between uh, involving Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams. A fun yet very quirky love story with Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher. But then even you throw in some great um, supporting performances from Christopher Walken, Bradley Cooper, obviously Will Ferrell. Um, it's just great. It's just great. I love Wedding Crash. It's my favorite comedy all time. It's just it's just the best. The best this? love story in the whole movie is the bromance between uh, Owen and Vince. And, yeah, Owen and yeah. Vince. Like, yeah. It's yeah. two best friends. It's, I love this movie, too. Luke knows this, but this, this if we had a top five comedies, this would be in my top five as well. I love this movie entirely. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best. Romance, romance film. What more? Also, great performance. I think the guy's name is Kiro O'Donnell as Todd. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. That guy's just the best. Death, you are my bitch lover. Just the best. Just the best. So, yeah, that's my 10 through 8. So, Tom, that's back a, to you. Okay, so uh, my number seven and six go together. Number seven is Lord of the Rings Return of the King, and at number six is Lord of the Rings The Two Towers. And then at number five is Spaceballs. So we'll talk about Lord of the Rings real quick. Um, I'm one of those people who actually likes The Two Towers more than Return of the King. I don't... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For me, one, it's not quite as long, which I don't necessarily (laughs) have a problem with the length. Uh, Also, in this... The, between the two two towers, the uh, the story with Sam and Frodo isn't nearly as insufferable as it becomes in Return <laughs> of the King. I don't even want to watch that part of the movie. If somebody can give me a cut of Return of the King without <laughs> Sam and Frodo up until the part where they're at Mount Doom, that would be fantastic. I would buy that copy of that movie in a heartbeat. Um, but and for me, Two Towers has the best battle scene in the entire movie too, with the Battle of Helm's Deep out of the whole trilogy, in my opinion. So. Uh, for me, I just like that movie a little bit more than I like Return of the King. And uh, at number five is Spaceballs. Now, Spaceballs is my... I didn't realize... I've always talked about how Dumb and Dumber is my favorite comedy ever, and that's just sort of off the cuff. But when I went, sat down to make this list, I thought, no, I would actually rather sit down and watch Spaceballs more than I would sit down and watch Dumb and Dumber. And part of that is undoubtedly based on my lifelong love of Star Wars. This movie is a parody, spoof of Star Wars, whatever you want to say. And, it, and because of my love of Star Wars, I laugh at every joke in this movie because of what it's based on. I just love it so much. Yeah. I disagree oh, with you. We have conflict. This will be good for the ratings. Please, boys, go at it. No conflict. No conflict. I just don't agree with you. <laughs> we can move on. Okay. <laughs> And that's how you debate. Actually, that's very on brand with how people debate nowadays in 2020. Yeah. So it's yeah, just you terrific. You have your opinion. I have, I have mine. mine. Mine's right. Yours you is suck, wrong. and my yep. yeah, that's yep. great. Your balls are smaller than mine. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, By the great. Way, 
do we even know if Sean were you referring to the Spaceballs pick or the Lord of uh, the Rings thing? No, Spaceballs, I don't know what moron. he's disagreeing with. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't really made a clear and definitive stance or argument as to where he's going. He's just he just disagrees with you on something, Tom. Might not even be movie related. It might be like your personal hygiene or like your like your yep. like your pick in sports yep. teams. Like who knows? Yep. How you how you do the dishes? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I will yep. say this. Uh I have not seen Return of the King, and I've only seen about an hour of Two Towers. Once those trees started talking like it was the Wizard of Oz, I decided to take a two-hour nap when we watched it in college. And I saw Spaceballs once when I was, like, in the first grade, maybe second grade. So I can't really uh, speak to any of these movies, but if they make my friend Tom happy, they make me happy. So great list, Tom. All right, first of all, first of all, Lord of the Rings was created before Wizard of Oz, so... That's a false statement, because Wizard of Oz got the talking trees from Lord of the Rings. Okay, now he does want to debate. Please, Sean, go ahead. <laughs> nope, that's it. Oh. <laughs> just get your facts straight, that's all. Okay, yes. That's all, again, that's also very 2020 debating, just someone saying, that's wrong. Check the facts. Check the facts. I got the facts. <laughs> all right. Anthony, any comments before we uh, move to Sean? No I, no, I was just surprised that Two Towers outranks Return of the King, but that's okay. That's fine. Wrong, but okay. Thank wow, you. everyone is really going at Tom. I uh, remember when I said this I mean, would be I subjective. Hate Tom, can I feel the heat or what? No <laughs> bullying on the feed, guys. We talked well, about okay. this. But the dude put Spaceballs in his top, in his top five. <laughs> in his top five. Okay, so you know. Okay, well, Tom, I tried. Okay, Sean, to you. What is your what is your seven to five? <laughs> uh, my number seven is Star Wars: A New Hope. Uh, number six is The Dark Knight, uh, Batman, for those of you that have been under a rock. And number five is Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I, I, Tom and I can t- probably talk about uh, A New Hope later, I assume. I mean, we can do it now if you want. Was that a religious movie? <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I guess I'll have to figure out yeah, if it's a religious you, movie or not. Can you mute for a second, Luke? <laughs> can I? I'll send people into a private chat. Okay. <laughs> um, I. There's always something about starting a new story, and like, there's something about it that like. That grabs me. Just like Star Wars does, like I don't know what it is about Star Wars. It's just so enjoyable, especially like the ones that were made with some of the lowest budgets of all time. Like, they're just enjoyable films. Um, and A New Hope, like, started it. Uh, so that's why that's number seven. And The Dark Knight is the best Batman movie of all time. Um, and Heath Ledger is wonderful. Christian Bale, beautiful performance. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Fellowship of the Ring was once again something that started like my childhood into my uh, mediocre adulthood. Um, yeah, there's my seven six five. Tom, after being berated for your seven to five, what are your thoughts on Sean's seven to five? I, I love his picks. I love all of these movies. Now, small spo- small spoiler alert. None of these movies appear on the rest of my list, Ooh. but that doesn't mean Ooh. I don't love them. I Ooh. obviously love Star Wars, and that means I love A New Hope. And like Sean said, it is the story that started it all. 
Um, and the Dark Knight, in my opinion, is also the best Batman movie. And it is my favorite of all the Batman movies. And, and just because Fellowship doesn't appear on my list and the other two Lord of the Rings does do, does not mean I do not love that movie. Because I think it is also an excellent movie. The, the trilogy is nearly infallible, in my opinion. So. Yeah, it's like... And I, as a huge Lord of the Rings fan, I know that Fellowship is not as good as the other two. But there's just something about it, like, you know, oh, if, I, it, I, I if, it's, it. if it's on TNT, like, I yeah. guess I'm going to watch it, you know? Well, and you could argue, I mean, it's like, not that Lord of the Rings really has, like, an origin story, but that movie mm -hmm. sort of serves as, like, the table-setting origin story type movie of the, the whole quest. And so there's something about, you know, getting the band together that people love, and I mm -hmm. totally get that about this movie, because that's the part of this movie I love as well. Yeah, and it's the same thing with, you know, Star Wars. It's getting the band together. Seeing what, who who the bad guy is, what we need to do, yeah. A very oceans uh, ask, you know. <laughs> yeah, if they just had Andy Garcia being a smug casino owner, they really would have tapped into the oceans yeah. mantra that they were going for. I will say this: I have seen all three of these. Um, the Dark Knight is a movie that I might be talking about here in a little bit. Who knows? I'm going to tease the listeners there. I do enjoy A New Hope. I mean, it is the one that kind of started it all. So A New Hope always got to pay your respects to it. And although I've always said, eh, the Lord of the Rings stuff really isn't for me, the only Lord of the Rings film that I have technically seen start to finish is The Fellowship of the Ring. And I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my one take on stuff from Middle Earth. I've only seen Fellowship, so uh, what we, I saw of it, I enjoyed it. One thing Sean and I didn't talk about yet, but I complimented the score on Pirates of the Caribbean, and I can't not compliment the score oh. on Lord of the Rings, too, because the score is incredible in Mm -hmm. Yeah, there and there's something to be said about. I mean, honestly, all of these films, just the like, they all have like one. You can you can take like a couple measures of music, and you know what film it's from. Um, yeah. And I think that says a lot about of either a franchise or a film. Yeah, I was about to say with all the movies we've listed thus far, really good music being played throughout all of them. So mm -hmm. kudos to us there. Um, yeah, Sean, that's that's a. That's a good seven to five. Anthony, how about you? What, what are your picks? <clears throat> uh, number seven is Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Um, it's just the one that I quote the most. Therefore, it's the <laughs> one that made the list. Um, number six, this is where looking at some lists over the last couple of days, I was like, oh, yes. How could I forget this one? Uh, number six, I have How to Train Your Dragon. Um, and then number five, I have Moulin Rouge. Um so to go back, Revenge of the Sith, I just, I, th I remember watching it in theaters when it came out in 05, right? 2005? I believe just so, yes. 15 years, I could still sit down and watch that movie and enjoy it from top to bottom. It, it, takes, the, it takes it in a little darker direction, connects all the dots from where, from episodes one and two to the original trilogy, um, and Ewan McGregor gave everything he could in that role. And just the fact that he's able to revisit that in a Disney Plus show in the next couple of years is going to be a, very much fun to watch. I think he's excited for it, which makes me even more excited to watch him return to that role. Um, any other comments on Revenge yeah, of the Yeah, well, Sith? if you didn't know going into this podcast, even though we made jokes about age, but you could just listen to this list and know that Sean and I are considerably older. 
Anthony. <laughs> yeah. And I will yeah. also back up Anthony and say Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie as well. It's not on my top ten, but Anthony said it perfectly. The the quotability of that movie. Hello there. I mean, it just it's just the best. I think Anthony and I could reenact the final battle on Mustafar better it's than so good. Annie and it then really. I said Annie, but better than Annie, better than Annie, better than Annie and Obi. It's a hard knock life, life. for us. Um, I it, I think there's something to be said about someone who comes in and takes over a character that's already been on the big screen and uh, like doing it justice. And I think Ewan McGregor's done a really good job uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I, I feel like if his name's Alec Guinness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yes. I feel like if Alec Guinness was a young man, it would be Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a slight to the great Alec Guinness, yeah. but I do think saying that when I think of Obi-Wan, I, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And again, that's not that's not yeah. disrespecting Alec Guinness and what he did with the character in the original trilogy. I just think, the, I think Ob- Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan is the one thing everyone can collectively agree on, no matter if you love the prequels or hate the prequels, you can at least walk away from them being like, yeah, they may not have been my favorite, but holy hell, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I agree, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also something to be said about watching a man through uh, one movie wanting to die and then watching a man through three movies not wanting to die. It, I mean, it was kind of a joke, but Alec Guinness just, I think he just wanted to die. He wasn't very happy with that role, right? Well, no, I mean, like, as, I mean, that movie <laughs> at the time was. That joke you know, whiff, like, but <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> you know. I love it. Keep going. You're doing great. Shoot 100 uh, shots, you know, make like, 99 of them. I call that a win. Jordan had bad games here and there. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Well, he played for the Wizards. Oh, that's nobody remembers that. <laughs> this is a movie episode, gentlemen. Sorry. Please. Decorum, decorum, please. Decorum. Uh, anyone else comment? Anthony, you got a couple more. Anyone else want to get into How to Train Your Dragon? Great animated movie. I can definitely say that. I mean, I love that. it, too. I'm, I'm a little surprised. That it, it's not to say that it, Anthony won't have another animated movie on his list, but that it's this high on the list. Uh, the Dream DreamWorks animated are very hit or miss for me. I think many of them are trash, but this one, the, um, the Shark Tale. <laughs> Shush. Um, the the animation in this one, the world of it, the story, and most I think why it's so high. The music of this movie, the the celtic mix with the adventure and all that stuff like the first time that he and toothless take flight i the music is just some of the best like it's one of those where if i just turn on turn on the soundtrack i know exactly when the fit when in the film that song is going on and it it just takes me to it it's i i'm a big fan of this movie the sequels are fine but the first one so good yeah, the first one I remember seeing, being like, damn, this is, you know, for a while, Pixar really kind of had, Pixar, yeah, mm-hmm. ma- mainly it was Pixar, had like the Monopoly, and then more recent, you know, Frozen and Moana, things like that with Disney animation kind of came back into the fold, but for the longest time, it was the Pixar party, and this was one movie when I saw in theaters, I was like, oh, damn, there's there's actually other animation studios that can go toe-to-toe with Pixar, so 
uh, yeah, the first one's great. Second one I enjoyed, and I haven't seen the third one yet, so um, I need to get on that. But yeah, I definitely agree. The first one's awesome. And then last movie these. on my list is Mulan. Oh, okay. Rouge. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number... <laughs> My number five was Moulin Rouge. Um, it's it's a movie I've seen multiple times. It's very artsy, but again, Ewan McGregor showed up twice on the last three films. Um, I mean, it is a great movie Nicole musical, Kidman. no doubt. It is. It's it's unique. It's not. It's it's a lot of fun. Has heart. Has comedy. I just enjoy it. I think this is one that I could also just turn on and watch right now. Is this the one with Donny Osmond or the one that just came out on Disney Plus? <laughs> what are you talking about? You said Mulan Rouge? <laughs> I mean, he did pause after he said Mulan, so, you know, oh, he left I'm, the door I... open. I must have I've made another error on my sheet. God damn it. I apologize, Anthony. I've actually never seen Moulin Rouge, so that's as much as I could add to the conversation. But please, uh, continue. No, that's all that's all I had to say. Oh, great. Terrific. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting film because like fine. I will add one more thing since this is just going off the rails anyway. Um Donny you know and Moulin the... Rouge. <laughs> Oh, terrific. Uh, keep going, Anthony. <laughs> no, Sorry. no, I have nothing else to add. Watch the damn film. <laughs> it's actually... It's actually a really good movie. It's so good. <laughs> Despite Donny Osmond playing the lead, it's actually pretty good. In spite of Donny Osmond. Oh. Yeah, and it's really weird when Marie comes in as like the lover, because it feels <laughs> really like very Lannisterish. Yeah, yeah, it feels really, yeah, but it feels like real life, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah, real. Yeah. But it also yeah. it just feels right. It feels so right. It always know? feels right, and, especially when you're the Osmond right siblings. Yeah. All right, great. Okay, let's let's move this thing on. Since I, I I say let's move this thing on as if I'm not the one who just slowed everything down, but you know, hey. <laughs> What are you going to do? Uh, my number Johnny seven. Johnny live in Las Vegas. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. <laughs> my mom was a huge fan of Donnie and Marie Osmond. And one time she was like, would you go to Vegas with me to see a Donnie and Marie Osmond show? And I said, if you pay for my flight out there and we go in half on a hotel. Sure. Why not? I, I could sit through an hour and a half well, show. If you don't want to do it, Luke, I'll go. Terrific. Great. All right, yeah, I'll, not because I'll I care about Donnie Vegas. and Marie Osmond, but because I... Vegas. You want to hang out with my mom? Opportunity to go to Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we, don't have, we don't have to talk about that here. Okay. All right. Let, gentlemen, <laughs> please go go to your breakout rooms. Breakout rooms, please. Okay. My number seven is a movie Sean brought up, The Dark Knight. Um, great flick. My number six is The Shawshank Redemption. And getting into my top five at number five is Toy Story. Uh, really kind of everything Sean said was spot on. I would say that uh, The Dark Knight for me... I've just seen it many more times right now than I have compared to movies like Endgame and or Infinity War. So I think I can make this comment when I say I think this is still my favorite comic book movie of all time. Um, I That's kind of a bold claim because I know obviously everything the MCU has done. And I'm sure if I did this list again a year or two from now, 
some other comic book movies might pop up, but The Dark Knight is just the best. I mean, obviously, it's a Batman movie, and it is the best Batman movie, but although it's a Batman movie, it really is Heath Ledger's movie as the Joker, because that portrayal is just off the charts. Um, but also a really good performance, too, from Aaron Eckhart, who I'm a big fan of, and I really like his his uh, job as, as Harvey Dent in that movie. And there's a couple... Although it's a very actiony movie at times, there's a couple of really good, just good like human moments that I really like. In particular, when Aaron Heckhart's talking to Maggie Gyllenhaal and they're like trying to figure out like who they're going to go save. That's a great scene. And then the final scene that I really love between Two Face, um, Batman, and Commissioner Gordon when they're all like talking at the construction site with uh, Gordon's son. That whole like back and forth between the three of them is just awesome. And I, honestly, that might be my entire favorite scene in the whole movie. Um, I think it's just really well acted and really well written, uh, which is great. Uh, number six was Shawshank. I think you you look at any top 50, top 100 list, you're probably going to see the Shawshank Redemption appearing there at some point in time. It's just a great movie. Uh, this is one of those movies, as are all these movies because they're my top 10 favorite. Whenever this is on, I will stop and watch it. It doesn't matter if it's for 10 minutes or the entire thing. I will stop and watch it just because it's one of the best. It's just such a great story of of friendship, of determination, of just human beings and being like one with one another. And just it's just the best. Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, we talked kind of about a great bromance with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and Wedding Crashers. Their bromance in Shawshank Redemption is just just the best. Uh, and my number five was Toy Story. This is my favorite animated movie of all time. Again, relying heavily into the nostalgia aspect, but even uh, removing the nostalgia portion from it, I think it's just still a great animated movie. Once again, uh, great story about friends and kind of overcoming differences. I think the animation, although yeah, it may not be as crisp and clear as movies that we've seen you know, recently from Pixar, like Toy Story 4 or Coco or the newer releases, I still think the animation holds up. And it's just, this is like a 90s movie to me, to a T, with the colors, them going to Pizza Planet. I mean, come on, what kid watched this movie as a young lad and didn't want to go to Pizza Planet? I mean, it just looked like the best. So, uh, love, you know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen as the voice characters. Also some really great side voice characters with Don Rickles as uh, Mr. Potato Head, and he's one of my favorite comedians. So, just in general, yeah, Toy Story. Toy Story is my number five. I love it, love it, love it. Will always love it. And, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's a good list. I Toy Story is definitely in my honorable mentions. So, I, I does anybody not like Toy Story? I have never met someone who's you like, guys... yeah, this this is this is not my favorite. And if I do meet someone like that, we're gonna brawl. Mm-hmm. Tom, I enjoy Anthony, the first are they one. still there? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still here. I just didn't want to talk over you. Oh. Uh, no, I like all these movies. Oh, okay. Shawshank and Toy Story both made my honorable mentions list. And uh, like Luke, Toy Story is my favorite animated movie of all time, um, for all the reasons he said. But yeah, Shawshank. I don't have any what you would call like just plain classic dramas on my list. And but if you were to tell me what or ask me what my favorite classic drama is of all time, it is Shawshank. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, classic film. It's like the one film that people will show in your like film history class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Get busy living or get busy dying, and I know for a fact Anthony still hasn't seen it. So yep. he's a real yes. jerk. 
real. I jerk. also know some movies you have not seen, but we won't go there. Um, oh, like what, Anthony? Yeah. Gemini Man? <laughs> okay, Tom, let's go to your four to two. Oh, great. Uh, okay, uh, second four appearance to two? of a Terran. Yeah, yep, we're going to go four, four to two. two. Oh, Did you okay, not listen sorry. to the instructions at the beginning? No. What is... oh. Anthony, you made this up. <laughs> These were your um, instructions. We're following your instructions. Apologies. At... Carry on. <laughs> At number four, I have Kill Bill Volume 1. At number three, I have Avengers Infinity War. And at number two, I have Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. Um, Yeah. So, as you can tell from the vast majority of my list, this is a very, like, action-heavy, fantasy, sci-fi-heavy list. And that, that is who I am. I, like, not that I don't enjoy other movies. I do. But... These are my favorite types of movies. And so uh, Kill Bill is my favorite Tarantino movie. There's just everything that the the club scene, if you will, is just Mm -hmm. tremendous action. And I think the score in this movie is great. And and for me, the the setup of the Kill Bill story, I like it better in this movie than I like the completion of it in the second one. Um, and the first one is also more action heavy, which leans into I, who I am as a, you know, as a person in movies. So, that uh, Avengers Infinity War number three. This is my favorite MCU movie. I like it more than I like Endgame. Um, it's not as complicated as Endgame is, you know, with the whole time heist travel plot. I think it's much more straightforward. It's sort of what we talked about in like getting the band together. It's the first movie where you see like basically every character you've seen in an MCU movie. MCU movie up to that point. I think it's incredibly well paced. It's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of comedy. It's everything you want in an MCU movie. And it has, you know, a tremendous battle scene at the end, obviously, with some some deaths. And and it's just everything I want in an MCU movie. I, I will literally sit down and watch it anytime. And it is my favorite. And number two, Saving Private Ryan. This is, I'm a huge war movie guy, as I mentioned earlier, and obviously this movie takes place during what I mentioned is my favorite time in war period, World War II, and I think it's the best war movie ever made. Um, I also made a short list of my favorite war movies ever just for fun while doing this, and it obviously is number one on that as well, But I, and I think this movie holds up to this day, even 25 years later basically at this point, almost, so uh, that is my number I will say this, I uh, I have actually never seen either of the Kill Bills. I'm a big Tarantino fan, but that is that those are the two I, I have not seen that, and I don't think I've seen Jackie Brown. So I do need to see the Kill Bills. Um, I will also uh, echo your thoughts, Tom. Infinity War is my favorite MCU movie as well, followed in a very close second by Endgame. Um, and I love Saving Private Ryan, but while I, what I, my, my main takeaway from that you putting that at your number two is I thought that was for sure going to be your number one. So now I, I kind of have an idea of what your number one is going to be, but uh, I'll let you obviously let us know that in a bit. But yeah, uh, Saving Private <laughs> Ryan's great, but I just, I, 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 I thought for sure that was going to be your number one. I guess I don't know you as well as I thought, and that makes me a bad friend. Yes. Good, good list though. Good list. Uh, the Kill Bills are really fun. If you want some just actiony, uh, good movies, Kill Bill's good. Yeah. Nowhere yep. near my top fifty, but I understand why you put them there. Yeah. Um, 
Yep. Thanks for not coming after. Yeah, jeez, yeah. That's with good. space balls yeah. and Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So, yeah. Sean, your audio sounds a little bit quieter. I don't know if if Hello? you. Hello. Oh, there he is. Oh my! Now he's back. <laughs> he's back and better than ever. You're, you sound now. You sound you sound fine. Any Anthony? Any comments on on Tom's four to two? Not at all. I well, I enjoy Kill Bill a lot. The first one yep. is better than the second one, and it is a very enjoyable tarantino action film terrific terrific all right sean you're four to two please my number four is shutter island nice uh number three star wars return of the jedi and number two lord of the rings the two towers i think it's pretty self-explanatory maybe except for shutter island uh yeah, I love that, this. Yeah, 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 please, please yeah. go into that. One. I, I've seen. I don't know how many times I've seen this film. Every single time. So I think the reason why I love rewatching things is because I catch something new, in great films. Yeah. Um, and like, I can tell it's a great film when I can watch it like eight times, and still find things that I didn't see before. And every time I watch Shutter Island. I still find things that either hint at the ending or just just little little tidbits all around the world. Um, and it just, it's creepy, and I like creepy. Yeah. Um, it's weird to think Martin Scorsese directed this. It doesn't feel like a Martin Scorsese no, film. No, not at all. Not and at that's all. that's what's so intriguing about it. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think he's. I think he just did something like. I don't know. It feels so Tarantino-ish. Yeah. That like it, I don't know. It, they maybe merged together, and the, <laughs> this is the baby they had. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoy no, this movie, even though it's like generally not considered nearly any of the best of like Scorsese's works, mm-hmm. or like its Rotten Tomato score is only sixty-eight percent. Like, that is not yeah. a high rating at all. Yeah. And it's generally lower on the list of Leo's movies as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's excellent as well. I don't understand why people don't like it. I don't I don't either. I mean, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I, really I can't good. even answer. It is. I it's just don't. Really I good. don't know how. It's the same thing with Star or, um, uh, Toy Story. Like, how do you just not like this film? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, too long? Does it, like go too slowly but maybe that's more my speed is like i like things that like feel like they could be played on a stage i remember when i saw this in high school i was talking to some kid i was like in a class with and i was like yeah i really liked it i remember he was like i didn't like it and then he was a real asshole and he was like yeah i uh, saw it in the uh, i saw it with my mom and about two minutes in i leaned over and said yeah leo's gonna be the guy who's the patient the whole time and i was like well what, how's bragging camp going but <laughs> yeah yeah. No, I, lo- I mean, I, I'm with you, Sean. I, I love it, and I, I do agree with Tom, though. I feel like, for whatever reason, this isn't really, like, looked at as, like, one of Scorsese's best or Leo's best, but it's a really, really good and interesting movie, and again, it's it's a different page out of Scorsese's playbook. Um, you know, we're so used to these hardcore mafia films and all these other really good dramas that he does, but th- this, one, this one definitely goes more into the kind of that horror realm that we've never really seen him do before. It's not really a horror movie per se. It's definitely mm-hmm. more of like a mystery drama, but it's just right. it's really it's really well done. It's a great movie. 
Um, then Return of the Jedi uh, is my favorite Star Wars film of all time. Um, so it had to be in my top three. And then Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Uh, yeah, it has the greatest fight, the greatest fight scene of all time in film history. So nice. that's okay. cool. That's all right. it. I that's assume it. you're referring to Helm's Deep, or would you like to say? Oh, oh no! It's it's actually the uh, fight that I had with an ex-girlfriend during the uh, during the screening. While we were, yeah, during the screening, <laughs> it was great. Uh, my whole family was there. They witnessed it. Good stuff. Good. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, Anthony, let's get your four to two, please. Uh, number four. Going back and forth on which one to include, I went with Avengers: Infinity War. Um, number three is The Dark Knight, and then number two is uh the best animated movie of all time uh the hunchback of notre dame <laughs> disney's the hunchback of notre dame okay so to talk about these uh four i was i was going back and forth on whether to have infinity war endgame if i was my father he'd say endgame i went with infinity war though because you can't have the awesomeness of endgame if you didn't have the awesome events of infinity war um Endgame has all the nice little moments that I talked about when, when Sean had it on his list. Obviously, the, the portals and the last fight scene are just pure entertainment. Um, but Infinity War, from start to finish, automatically you get thrown into this world of, of Thanos being the big baddie. You got everybody come together. You've got tie-ins from Civil War and past movies of this fractured team who has to come together. You've got super awesome moments you've got two dual battle scenes happening at the end on wakanda and on titan and it's it's just awesome i remember going at midnight and just being like this is awesome now i will say the bad thing about going in at midnight and it being a school night i was pretty tired so by the time we got to the snap i missed it i missed mm-hmm. the snap and all of a sudden people just started disappearing and i had no idea what was <laughs> happening um <laughs> this is this is a true story the guy next to me stormed out because i think black panther was one of the first to get dusted and he stormed out and he did not return for the rest of the movie <laughs> he was very upset um Oh, the hell with yeah. it. <laughs> I miss, See, I miss, it's not like there's going to be a second one. Yeah, that's why I didn't... Like, that's one thing when I watched that movie and pe- people were like, oh my god, all these people died and were like turned into dust. And I'm not even a comic book nerd, but I was like, there's another movie. Like, things are going to happen. They're not all dead. Why are you guys so upset at this? Like, every time Peter Parker dies and they're like, oh, I don't feel so good. Like, he's not actually dead. He just made a huge movie. He's coming back, guys. Well, Why are actually, you so upset? Correct, but actually. the acting of that film, or the acting of that scene is is unnecessarily good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to clarify something, though. Due to the end, or due to the end game film, the events of Infinity War never happened. So how mm-hmm. can you like a movie... If it never existed. <laughs> That's what Sean was thinking as he stormed Travel out of the man. theater when they killed off Black Panther in Infinity War. He said, this is bullshit. So, y'all are... Really, I wanted to put these two together because if you could watch a near six-hour film, I think this would be the six-hour film. Yeah. Fair enough. 
I mean, again, again uh, like I said, it's I, my favorite MCU, so I, I'm with you, Anthony. Good pick, good pick. Yes, it's very Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi parallels. Yes. Um, I like the fact that the bad guys win, and we know we're going to get a, a next movie where the good guys win, but I like that just negative feeling that you get. It, it, you, you have to go see the next one, because yep. this one was so good. Um, any other things on Infinity That's what War? I thought. Well, that's what I thought at the end of Shutter Island. I was waiting for Shutter Island too. <laughs> yeah, Ben Kingsley did the snap in Shutter Island, and then and, Sean stormed out of the theater. And, and then nothing has happened for <laughs> eight years. For, yeah, for uh, ten years. Ten years. He's been just waiting. Ten years now? Yeah, 2010, yeah. Crazy. Oh, my God. All right, Anthony, your number three was Dark Knight. Uh, my, what do you got? Number three was Dark Knight. I watched this film maybe in the last couple years or so. Uh, it's just been a while. And why this is in, above Infinity War is Infinity War is a comic book movie. Um, and Dark Knight is a fantastic crime and like drama that's set in a comic book universe, which is different. I think it's the, the same, like going back to what I said with the Babadook, it's a, it's a great film about guilt that happens to be taking place in a horror movie it's the same thing with the dark knight there are just so many moments about like chaos and just human nature and who we are like who we are outward like who we show the public and who we actually are inward and i think that is tackled so well and again it's two and a half hours it's super long but you are gripped to your seat that entire time it is so well done it's so gritty and so enjoyable it's very scorsese and i just enjoyed it yeah it's the best it's the best and okay anthony the floor is yours to Nobody give us your has thesis about this film yet so i expect it all to be on your on the hunchback <laughs> mm-hmm. the hunchback of notre dame mm-hmm. is a movie that disney made and the mm-hmm. world was not ready for it Mm. and it is it is perfection it, it's it's gone is the campiness of and the happy ending and and the oh happy joy tale of beauty and the beast and lion king and hercules and here comes reality but anthony there there is. there isn't a there is a happy ending with this movie they literally carry the hunchback off on the villager's shoulders shouting yes, and cheering because it's a happy ending he doesn't get the girl. And then Robert Kraft not... comes in, and there's a really big happy ending. <laughs> Esmeralda. Um, but this one, to me, the reason I'm skipping over everything, because there is no joke. Please, hunchback, sir, take your hands off that. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Anthony. Are you done? Are you done? I'm I'm being passionate. Let me okay. let me explore yeah. my passion. Yeah, so is he. Um, <laughs> you know who also explored his passion? Robert Kraft. He did. <laughs> okay, Anthony, go. <laughs> okay. Um. No, I think you guys need some more Robert Kraft dialogue. So please get out of your system. I will wait. Oh, I'm done. God. I just had no. To... We got it. Yeah, we let's 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 keep the party moving. Sorry, Robert Kraft. No, he's got to go. Anthony, you you, um, may, you may proceed. I also just think that this is the the best Disney villain because it's the most real Disney villain who's 
like he's a villain because he just exudes hate towards an actual group of people and he's a human who on like the same thing part of the clergy Mm -hmm. yes that like the dark knight on the outside he is the head of a religious part of the government so of course he should be christ-like and the best and like just exude that acceptance and he he is ignorant and uh like segregates the people of paris and he he you think he's doing a great thing by taking quasimodo under his wing but it's he's using it to so he so he erases his own guilt from mistakes he's made in his past and the music of it the world of it it's so dark and nobody was ready for it to be rated TVG or TVPG, whatever it was. <laughs> it's so good. I could sit down and watch it, and I don't like to write papers anymore, but I will happily write a thesis on why this is the best Disney film of all time. Is this Bring the that only... next week when we record the 100th episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's all we're doing for the 100th episode is reading his thesis, so get ready, folks. Uh, is this the only Disney film? I mean, this is the only Disney film that feels like so gothic. And like and like that darkness, which yeah. is really cool. I feel like in the late it, '90s they tried to like they did Hercules was a little dark. Tarzan at moments is pretty dark, but nothing's like Hunchback. Yeah. Hunchback's on a, is on a different level in terms of the, of the mood it, it really kind of portrays throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anthony's right about the like the real life stakes of this movie. Like, yeah, all these things probably did happen in one way, shape, or form in real life. And by probably they most definitely did. Right. It, I mean, it's great. It's I, I agree with Anthony. All jokes aside, it is it is a great movie. Fantastic music in it. Great voice acting. The character of Judge Claude Frollo, definitely different than the Disney villains. Probably up to that point, uh, they definitely go a little bit darker than with Frollo than they did with Captain Hook and Corella Deville. But uh, it's yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, it's it's just the music in particular is is what really stands out to me. Anthony, what's your favorite song if you had if you had to pick? It always goes back and forth. It always used to be Hellfire, but then I've always appreciated the song right before that that leads into it, which is Quasi singing Heaven's Light, which mm-hmm. is him just kind of yeah. dreaming that he can be a part of this world and he can find love. It's it's so heartbreaking and enjoyable. And, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's I must good. say, he I, never I finds appreciate that love. Anthony's. Yeah, I appreciate Anthony's love of this movie because it leads to him giving us in-person renditions of the movie. Yes, when we're all hanging out. Mm-hmm. If anything, and, we get and those free entertainment. Are more out of enjoyable it. than anything. Yeah, thanks to Anthony's passion for this movie, we get about three to four free performances of the opening of Hunchback a year. So that's 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 a big it's, win it's for us. A great seven-minute start to a movie. It throws you into the world, catches you up with everything you didn't know about past events. And you are ready to go. Introduces you to all the characters you need to know. It's very dramatic it's from great. the first minute. It's also a mm-hmm. great audition piece for Unified Main Stage every season at Western <laughs> Illinois University. If they can just extend the 90 seconds to seven and a half minutes, you're going to see some really good art faculty. Get on it. Get on it. Okay. Uh, my number four is Armageddon. My number three is In Bruges. And my number two is Whiplash. Whiplash is my number two. So, okay, look, as we knew Hunchback would be on Anthony's list, Armageddon is on my list. And I'm going to sit here and say this right right now. I'm putting this out there. This is the definition for me of a popcorn flick. 
Am I sitting here saying it's a masterpiece of cinema? Absolutely not. But is just such a great popcorn movie. You're probably in the theater, stuffing your face full of corn. You got some Slurpees going on. It's terrific. And then you're actually watching this movie, which is action-packed. It's got an all-star cast, a really fun story. At times, some pretty good comedic elements throughout. And in particular, once again, bringing it back to the music, Trevor Rabin's score of Armageddon is really, really good. I love Armageddon. I can totally admit this is my guilty movie pleasure. And yes, if you're keeping my list in check, did I just say that Armageddon is up ahead of Shawshank Redemption? Yes, I did say that. Uh, I look forward to just being completely disapproved for the rest of my time. But yeah, Armageddon, it's it's my guilty movie pleasure. I watch it probably two, three times a year every 4th of July. It's my go-to. Forget Will Smith and Independence Day. This is my pro-America movie that I want to watch on America's Independence Day. Um, my number three is In Bruges. Love this movie. Small movie. Uh, Martin McDonough's first, I think, full-length feature film, if I'm not mistaken. But the chemistry between Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson is fantastic. Uh, you want to talk about kind of the gothicness of Hunchback? Kind of the old gothic buildings in In Bruges. They are an actual, like, character throughout this movie. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Bruges just because of this movie. I just, I love it. The writing is so quick. So, so fast. It, it's just, it's great. And it, on, I watched it the other day, and with the exception of a few kind of bigger action sequences towards the end of the film, it really does kind of read as a play, which is really awesome. And that makes sense because Martin McDonough is an incredibly famous playwright. Um, but yeah, I, just, I love In Bruges, as I, as I said, kind of with Wedding Crashers and, and Vince Vaughn. Uh, this is, in my opinion, Colin Farrell's best performance. Uh, Every, every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Uh, it's just great. I love In Bruges and the comedy, and in particular the dark comedy, is, is so, so good. And number two, Whiplash. Um, this is definitely a, a newer movie that came out 2014, so just six years ago. Uh, it's great, man. I, I don't think I've had a movie theater experience quite like Whiplash. I left and just was like, if I could right now, I would turn right back around and watch it again right now. Uh, the performance you get from J.K. Simmons, which won him an Oscar, is incredible. The dialogue in Imbruges is fantastic, but the dialogue in Whiplash, in my opinion, is on a different level. It's just the best. I love everything about it. I love the directing, the editing, the music in it, the performances in it. It's just fantastic. Uh, Whiplash, for me, is my number two. Uh, it's just it's just the best. Uh, we watched. We all watched Imbruges together. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw it for the first time. And yeah, this is, I love this film because it did feel like a play. And, I, and and it's and it's fun to see a director like actually just like own that and just be like, yeah, this is what it is. It's yeah. a movie, but like it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, not seen In Bruges, unfortunately. It's been on my list ever since I've known Luke and just haven't gotten around to it because, yeah. Anthony, you come over. We'll watch it. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It is. Uh, I've it's seen very good. All these movies. I actually am with Luke in the. I'm a, not as big of an Armageddon stand as he is, but a smaller Armageddon stand. It's a great movie. It, <laughs> nothing is not fun about this movie. I don't understand. It only has a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's criminally underrated. Like, yes. But its audience score is 73%. That's much. That's still criminally underrated. This movie should have a 900%. <laughs> um, no, I just, 
just, it, it, what, it, what Luke said, it being a popcorn movie, it is exactly that. It is a perfect, if you want to call it awesomely bad, it is the definition of that, so to speak. It is so fun. In Bruges, everything you guys said about it, great little indie. Oh, very oh hold on, everyone. We've got a microwave going off. Oh, terrific. Oh, oh. And, hey, um, Justin, say uh, hi to the podcast. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Uh, and Whiplash, funny story, Luke uh, gave me a copy of this movie, and then I didn't watch it for like seven months, and then I finally got around to watching it, and he's right, this is a terrific film. Yeah. Um, I don't like watching my popcorn flicks and then crying into my popcorn bowl. Oh. I mean, it, it does. Hey, the ending, here's the thing. Again, Armageddon, I will totally admit it is a guilty movie, pleasure, popcorn extravaganza, but the ending is actually... Very emotional, and there's some... I think this was back when Bruce Willis would try in movies. And you can tell by some of the lines and some of the scenes he's, he's doing. And it's... I mean, I love it. With From Will Smith... Or Will, oh, my God. Will Smith. Will Smith. Oh, my God. I mean, Will, Will so Patton. Independence Day. So Independence Day. <laughs> yes. Will Patton and Bruce Willis, their relationship as friends is really great. Obviously, you have, like, the mentor-father-son relationship between... Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, and then you actually have the father-daughter relationship of Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler. It's great. Also, hello, don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. I mean, just, just, just the best. It's just the best. I love Armageddon. Again, I know it's a cheesy, kind of dumb, popcorny movie, but I love it. I love it so much, and it's, it is my true guilty movie pleasure, and I will never, ever apologize for it. I'm surprised it's actually number four on your list. Yeah, you know, I think for me it was like. I was like, I'll, although I love this movie and I will defend it with my last dying breath, am I? I've already said it's my favorite over The Dark Knight and Shawshank. Am I really about to say it over In Bruges and Whiplash? Two smaller <laughs> movies, no doubt about it. But anyone who knows me knows that those are movies that I fucking love. Uh, it 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 was it was a tough one to take, and I'm sure again on any given day it could be interchangeable. But as it stands right mm-hmm. now, I love it. But I gotta at a certain point too be like, it's great. But it's not quite as great as Imbrusion Whiplash, so that's that's where I'm at. So if no one has any other comments on on those, I uh, I think we should definitely move on to our honorable mentions and our number ones because yeah. we're starting to drag on a little bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, okay, Tom, so I'm going to go to so, you for your yep. honorable mentions first. Yep, and I'll just I had several movies, but uh, that we've already talked about that I mentioned, so I won't say those. But some. Other good movies that I have on my honorable mentions that nobody's mentioned, Fury, John Wick, Fanboys, uh, and my equivalent of Armageddon, Independence Day, uh, American Pie. I love everything about that franchise, but specifically the first one is just so funny. Uh, and Ocean's Eleven, randomly. My favorite rom-com ever is Love Actually, also somewhat a Christmas movie, goes with the season. Um, I mentioned that war movies list earlier, so the rest of my top five there after Saving Private Ryan is Fury, Black Hawk Down, We Were Soldiers, and Letters from Iwo Jima. Those Ooh. of you that are war buffs out yeah. there. So, um, wow. nice. I'm moving on to my number one movie. My favorite movie ever is Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Now, I understand this isn't the best Star Wars movie ever that you could say, but for me, it has been my favorite movie for my entire life. For as long as I can possibly remember ever watching movies, this has been my favorite movie. This plays obviously it's a huge factor into the whole nostalgic thing. It, you know, we're we're talking about. Th- 30 years of memories here essentially since I've been watching movies and it has always been my favorite movie it is always going to be my favorite movie I think I don't think anything will ever replace it that's just how it is it as long as I've been watching movies this is my first memory like I said and it will never leave me for that reason and 
there's just something always about Star Wars that has appealed to me, like, like that Sean mentioned earlier. There's something about you know the yearning for adventure, if you will, so to speak, or something more than what you think your life is that appeals to us in storytelling and movies. And this movie is the culmination of Star Wars, you know, that we knew it at the time, you know, originally, obviously. And for me, also, the space battle at the end is the best battle in all of Star Wars. And I will, mm -hmm. which also leads into why I'm so excited for Rogue Squadron movie in a couple years of the Disney release. I was like, that was like the one thing that made me so incredibly excited off that Disney Plus news the other day. So, um, yeah, for me, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, favorite movie ever. I will say that out of the original trilogy, I would probably rank them 654 with Return of the Jedi being my favorite as well. So, And I understand and that it has like some not great moments if you say you want to say like you know everything to do with the Ewoks it kind of slows the movie down or whatever it's maybe not as great storytelling or like quality film wise but everything about it for me I just love I love the beginning it on Tatooine at Jabba's Palace it's it's funny yet fun and actiony it's I just, I just love it uh there's something to be said about a franchise that started from nothing and ended up with uh, what Return of the Jedi gave us. And just also, like, it's, it's like, finding finding the secrets and then finding the humanity within, like, these, like, constructs, like someone like a Darth Vader. Like, you just, he's more machine than man. And just finding the, the pure humanity of, like, father-son relationships. Um... And that kind of plays into why I love that movie also. Yeah. It's, uh, it is a, Tom, I, I, I had a feeling a Star Wars movie would be at the top of your list once you put Saving Private Ryan at your number two. I did have to think about if it was going to be, uh, Empire or Jedi, um, and I was leaning more towards the Jedi side, yeah. so. And I've I'm always proud, been, like, a guy who loves, good, yeah. like, good endings or, like, happy exactly. endings, yep. you know, and, like, where the yep. good guys win. As opposed to where the bad guys win, and so that's one of the reasons. As as a kid, I've always loved Return of the Jedi more yeah. than Empire Strikes Back, and it just has continued on through the stage of my adulthood. Awesome. All right, Sean, give us an honorable mention or two, and let's hear your number one. Uh, honorable mentions: uh, Christmas Vacation. Nice. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, because uh, awesome. no, I don't care what anybody it's says. So this funny. is actually yeah. one of the. F it's it's in my like top. Two funniest movies of all time. If yeah, you'll remember, in my top five as well. When we did the yeah. comedy poll this summer over on Twitter, it mm -hmm. made it to the final four. I mean, mm -hmm. people. I mean, been number one, it, but... it made it to the final four of the entire tournament. That's saying something. So, yeah. Um, I would happily uh, watch this movie outside of Christmas season. Absolutely. It's that funny. Yeah, it's just the best. It's the best. Here's the here's the thing. I don't want to watch it too many times for mm -hmm. it ever to be unfunny to me. So like and, I I'm just I, it's like one of those things see, where you, I just I know it won't be but I'm too scared yeah. that it will be. <laughs> and isn't it fascinating? You want to hold it in that high regard. Yeah. And isn't it fascinating where people so many times it's like comedy sequels don't work, comedy sequels don't work. This was the third installment into the mm -hmm. Vacation franchise, and in my opinion, it is by far the funniest. Like far. I en I enjoy the first one; it's fun. I don't really like European Vegas Vacation's pretty forgettable, and even the new Ed Helms one wasn't that great. Christmas Vacation was the third entry into this entire series of films, and it is not even a competition that it is the funniest. So, Sean, I could not back this decision up uh, anymore. Definitely a good honorable mention. 
Um, and the only reason it's not in my top ten is because I only do on like on principle only watch it during Christmas. Yeah, that's fair. So I I couldn't I couldn't put him in the top ten. Uh, other honorable mentions. I'm gonna go on a Disney spree. Uh, Toy Story, Lion King, Fantasia, The Sword and Stone, um, and not Disney. Uh, Django, uh, Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> and The Shining. Nice. Very nice. All right, man. Let's oh, also Infinity one. War, because, oh, you know, yes. it has to be. Yeah. My number one movie of all time is Lord of the Rings Return of the King. If you want a film with literally every genre put into one film, and that, and all of those genres just build up into the one of the top five greatest films of all time, and it only be three hours, well... Actually, if it's the extended version, it's like four hours and 15 minutes. You get Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And it's this culmination of basically like 100, 100 years of storytelling back from the books. Um, yeah, that's it. That, <laughs> it's, it's the I'll best, take your word for it. It's the best film on all of our lists, and that's not a competition. <laughs> He's thrown down yeah. the gauntlet, Tom. Well, I mean, what are your you know, I mean, no. Earlier, we heard me rank, you know, the two towers ahead of it. But I have no qualms with somebody saying that they like. Or I totally understand it. It's a great film. Also, I, I did you say you didn't like the Sam Frodo relationship? Yes. Like the, yes, the journey. Because yeah. No, like it's it's less about it's less about not liking the journey because I understand the journey. It's about specifically Frodo's whiny attitude the entire time during the third movie. And I understand that there are forces greater than we know in our real lives that are affecting him in that movie. I just think that I find him incredibly annoying, and I don't like I watching agree. it. And I, well, I think, yeah, I think it, I agree, too, only because by, the, by, like, you know, 20 minutes into that film, you're a Sam fan now, not a Frodo yeah. fan. Right. I, yeah. And I and I feel like it was done on purpose that way, but at the same time, you're just like, come on, man! Like Frodo's been the likable guy; he's a, he's our main character. Why can't we like him? But also, well, and I that understand goes, they want to like implore upon you the gravity of the effect the ring has on the holder. Yeah. You know? I get that. I just don't enjoy it at all. And every main character goes from on high to the ultimate low back to on high like that's storytelling and that's that's Frodo's journey yeah I won't disagree with that yeah um, for the sake of conversation Anthony would you like to do your honorable mentions and your number one yes uh, my honorable mentions I included Jojo Rabbit from last year uh, great movie we're 2020 it was 2019, right? But I saw it yes. at the very beginning of this year. I, it didn't make my 2019 list. That was just a phenomenal movie. Um, I put the Harry Potter franchise. I couldn't think of indie, any individual one film to put on my top ten. But that all eight of those movies had an impact on my growing up. So I included that. Great. I included Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, I included Anchorman and nice. the 1978 Halloween. It didn't crack my top ten. Uh, Luke rewatching it this year, and maybe it's because your uh, coronavirus coronavirus <laughs> is spreading over from the couch into me. Um, 
<laughs> you can't prove that. <laughs> um, it's not a great movie. It's not great. But the what it sets up and what yes. it was back then and what mm-hmm. it sets up, what it like, like the theme of it, I love. Yep. But it's not a great film. Um, but I really enjoy that film. So, and then one, and I, I easily could have put this in for 10th. I was going back and forth between the Babadook and this film for my 10th was little miss sunshine. Oh, that's a good one. Also a great film. That's this, a really good one. I have not seen this movie a whole lot of times. I think only two or three. This movie's got everything that you yep. want. It'll hit you in the feels. It'll make you laugh out loud. And it's, it, this is a very good film. I, it's just fun to kind of just sit down and watch. Um, but my, uh, oh, Jurassic Park, obviously. Um, but anywho, my number one to carry on with Sean, I knew he was my favorite host of this podcast is Lord of the Rings, the return of the King. Well, you haven't Um, heard my number one yet. It's not going to be Lord of the Rings, return of the King. So it's I robot. (laughs) Um, but preferably, I mean, you have to do the extended edition, nearly Uh four and a half hours of an, shut up. No, you do. Tom. Um, You do. Because the extended edition has one of my favorite scenes, and it's at no, I can't say anything because goddamn Luke yep, has not yeah, seen can't say any... the oh, film. Jesus. Um, but this this movie is just enjoyable from start to finish. It's four and a half hours long, but it doesn't feel like that to me. It's like Tom said with Return of the Jedi. It's his favorite movie from as long as he can think. Like this movie came out when I was ten, and as from as long as I can remember, this has been my favorite film from the moment that I watched it in theaters, which I don't know why my parents took a 10 year old to go see this movie. It's very violent. Teach you Um, a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Take things that aren't yours. (laughs) (laughs) A four and a half hour lesson. Good parenting. Good parenting. Um, I mean, my favorite I think you could talk about it, Anthony. I don't think that's going to affect whether or not he's ever going to watch this movie. Because he's never going to watch this movie. Yeah, Don't probably. be so negative. I'll watch Tom. it at some point. My no, my favorite scene is at the the Black Gate when the mouth of Sauron comes out because the mouth yes. of Sauron is not in the original theatrical cut. And Correct. Aragorn, who is my favorite character, who was from the beginning with Gandalf uh-huh. being a close second, just just being a badass during that scene. You've got phenomenal acting. Theoden's speech at the Hills of Gon or Hills of Gondor before mm-hmm. they go down to join the fight is awesome. Aragorn's speech at the Battle of the Black Gate is awesome. Yes, Frodo is a whiny bitch, but you have to like that can't that does not ruin at all what this movie is. Like it's got the Academy Awards, it's got the the box office to back it up. It's it's got the fan base. This is such a good film. Mm-hmm. And I it's it's perfect it's perfect for a sunday afternoon you know you sit down you sit down at like two o'clock you know you're not going to get done until maybe seven with a break for food when you got to switch out the dvds midnight but it's i i love this film i i could watch it whenever like i watched it over the summer i think i could watch it now it's just yeah so much fun Mm mm-hmm Yep. Anytime anybody says, "All right, I want to start a Lord of the Rings extended versions like day or weekend," I'm like, "All right." Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if I would ever right. say do no it. to that either. Yep. All right. Luke has said no multiple times when I've asked him. So it's true. He just hasn't watched it yet, can. though. Once he watches it, 
He'll be yes. like us. And I'll watch this watch once Anthony watches 13 going on 30. Mine, honorable <laughs> mentions, are pretty spectacular. No. So a couple ones I just want to mention before I give my number one. Uh, another comedy I love dearly, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, another animated movie that I really was torn between this and Toy Story, but also ultimately I had to go the Toy Story route, The Lion King. This movie, I almost put at my number 10 because I rewatched it the other day for the first time in a while. Loved it. Catch me if you can. This mm. is such a fun little uh, cat and mouse game with two mega movie stars in it, Leo and Tom Hanks. Also, really kind of fun to watch Steven Spielberg direct more of this smaller movie as opposed to movies like, uh, you know, E.T., Saving Private Ryan, yeah, Jaws. Like blockbuster movies. Yeah, 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 it was really fun to see him kind of really just go smaller. And this movie definitely is a small crime drama. Also, this is a true story, which is insane to me, that this kid yeah. who was barely, you know, uh, in high school was, yeah, he was yeah. forging millions and millions of dollars uh, in checks. So it's a really great, uh, really great movie. Huge fan of Catch Me If You Can. Another one that I love, small indie movie, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Really awesome, uh, small independent movie as well. Tom mentioned this is also uh, Ocean's Eleven. Great movie. Cloverfield for me is one that I really love. A really fun found footage monster movie. Uh, the sequels, not so much, but uh, Ocean or uh, the original is great. Uh, Sunshine. Yeah, I was gonna say ten Clover. Yeah, ten ten Cloverfield Lane is is actually quite good. Uh, the Paradox one, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunshine for me is another movie that I like. Not Little Miss Sunshine, I guess I should mm-hmm. specify. Sunshine, <laughs> the sci-fi horror Danny Boyle movie starring Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, and Rose Byrne. Uh, it really is a horror movie in space, kind of uh, throwing it back to like Alien and Aliens and those movies. So that was kind of fun to see. Uh, but that's also a really weird, trippy movie as well. A movie we talked about a few weeks ago, The Grey. I gave my thoughts on that. It's my favorite Liam Neeson movie. And rounding out my honorable mentions... Uh, my favorite sports movie of all time, The Field of Dreams, uh, or just Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. One of the greats. Makes me cry every time. Want to have a catch? Let me know. All good movies. Yep. My number one, speaking of movies that are good, Goodfellas. Uh, this, for me, how, Tom, you kind of said, it's probably the best mo- Return of the Jedi you said. Uh, you're, the best movie you've seen kind of in your life, and really no questions about it, and you don't know if anything will ever change it. That's how I feel as well with Goodfellas. Uh, this movie came out five years before I was even born, and I just love everything about it. We've mentioned Martin Scorsese a lot on this sh- this episode. Uh, to me, this is the quintessential Martin Scorsese film. I know Taxi Driver's great, Raging Bull's great, uh, Wolf of Wall Street more recently, but Goodfellas to me is Scorsese filmmaking personified from the dialogue with the acting, the direction, the editing, the costumes, the music, the sound, just all across the board. This is, in my opinion, the greatest movie I have ever seen, and I think it is the greatest movie that I will ever see in my lifetime. I don't know if there will ever be a movie that tops Goodfellas. I love this movie. It is great. One Joe Pesci and Oscar, and rightfully so, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Lorraine Bracco, Paul Servino. Uh, The cast goes on and on and on. If you're a fan of The Sopranos and it's been a while since you've watched Goodfellas, go back and watch Goodfellas because at least two-thirds of The Sopranos cast (laughs) makes an appearance in cameos or smaller bit parts in Goodfellas. I love this movie. And And right before COVID ruined the world and shut down movie theaters, I was actually fortunate enough to go watch this on the big screen because they were doing a re-release of it back in March. 
and I'm so glad I got to see this movie finally on the big screen. Uh, it, it's the best. It is my favorite movie of all time, and it wasn't out of all the movies I made. Two through not through, two through ten, excuse me, was kind of like, oh, where's this gonna go? Where's this one gonna go? I knew when we were doing this episode right away, Goodfellas is my number one. I didn't, I didn't even have to sweat it. I, I just knew it without question. Uh, Goodfellas is is my favorite. Uh, Anthony, I know you have not seen this movie, so we're going not. we're going a little tit for tat on movies we haven't seen yeah. that are each other's favorites. But uh, it's uh, I look forward to one day watching Return of the King with you, and then you watching Goodfellas with me. Time will tell. Time will tell. Any other comments on that day. one? Sean, have day. you seen Goodfellas? Uh, no, I haven't seen okay. this one either. Well, I would love I've seen, but this is one, one that has seen it. Oh, but this but, is one I would love to watch. Yeah, me too. I, I think what? I would. I think I would really enjoy yeah. it. Luke is, Luke is not wrong. It is a fantastic film. If, yeah. so if how you about, are even remotely in like interested in like mafia movies, it's probably the best mafia movie ever made, besides The Godfather, of course. I'm remote. Too, but I'm remotely interested in everything that has to do with Joe Pesci. I think I think he I think he is I think he's adorable. He he's he's not quite adorable in this movie, but he's something. He is like a he is like Forky from Toy Story Four. You just want to give him a big hug at the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah so no. here's here's my proposal for a Saturday day. We okay. start out with Goodfellas, all right? Then we pepper in a palate cleanser of either Cats or Mortal Engines. Okay. And then we finish out with uh, <laughs> Return of the King Extended Edition. Wow. I'm in. This is going to be an overnight sleepover, it sounds like, so I'm going to need a parent's permission. This is actually the 100th episode. This oh, is terrific. Li- live streaming the 100th episode. On yeah, TikTok. That's plan. On, t- <laughs> On Periscope. On Periscope. Uh, We'll be doing we'll be doing TikTok dances to the score of Mortal Engines, and that'll be on next week's 100th. Well, look, guys, uh, we're we're running long with this one, but that was expected. So I just wanted to say before we wrap up, good lists all around. I loved hearing your guys's. I thought this was very fun, and maybe like in five years we need to revisit this and see if any of our opinions have changed. Sure, yeah. I'm yeah. down. I call it a date. See, the same place, same time, five years from now. <laughs> sounds good to me for real though, this was a lot of fun and as we said earlier anyone listening to this episode please feel free to let us know what your 10 favorite movies are of all time you can let us know on facebook twitter instagram or you can email us them at the unemployed guys podcast at gmail.com uh and if always shows available on apple spotify anchor and if you're listening on apple please feel free to rate the show five stars leave a comment helps the show out tremendously and yes as we have been kind of alluding to throughout this entire episode next week next week is the 100th episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. Myself, Sean, Tom, and Anthony all going to be live together in the city of Chicago recording that. we got some fun things planned, some games, some trivia, some some looking back and memorizing and refreshing on this wacky journey that has been the Unemployed Guys. So that's it. Anthony, Tom, thanks for being on. We'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. This is Always fun. a pleasure. Awesome, good stuff. Shawnee, we'll be talking very soon as well. That sounds great. And that's Luke, it. Luke, thank you yes. so much for having me. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. My name is Luke Chaconis. My name is Sean Young. And this has been the 99th episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. We'll be back next week for our 100th extravaganza. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you very soon. Get a job.